Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our Portuguese table. Maria, how's it going? I am fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And everybody, we're laughing because before we were recording this podcast, Maria and I like talked for half an hour. <laughs> and <now laughs> almost, they're like, we should probably actually record the podcast. So yeah, uh, I mean, the whole time, and poor Scott, our sound engineer, yeah. he's like, he's been ho- listening to us for a whole half hour as we're jabbering away. Da, 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 and this is what's been going on. And then all of a sudden, we looked at the time and we're like, oh my God, we've been talking for a half hour. And we haven't recorded a thing. <laughs> sorry, Scott. We're sorry. <laughs> The podcast is is now only going to be an hour. It would have been an hour and a half had we included the previous half hour, right? <laughs> and in the meantime, we got interrupted in our conversation. You had someone coming, soliciting to your door, knocking on your door to try yes. to sell something. See, yes. so we we kind of saved everyone from that too. We so, did. We did. Uh, and we've decided we're all buying. Do not, uh, don't solicit. Uh, yeah. And put the sign up in our in our front door, and hopefully <laughs> that'll stop people from knocking on our doors. Oh, so. Yes. so Maria, I have to tell you. So in our last episode, where it was just you and I talking, you gave the recipe for your tomato pie. Yes. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make it because that sounds really good. And so I'm making it. Yeah. And, and my husband is watching me slice tomatoes, and he sees the pie crust, and. And then he sees me beat the eggs and he's like, what are you making? And I said, I'm making Maria's tomato pie. <laughs> and he said, tomato pie? And I said, yeah. He said, hmm, okay. I don't know about that. And I said, well, she says it's really good. So if it's not any good, then we'll like eat cereal or something. <laughs> so I made it like exactly. So the only thing I did differently was I used Monterey Jack because I forgot to buy mozzarella. Ah, uh, that's okay. But it's right. it still turned out actually really, really good. It is uh, really good. It is really, I want to curse, it's damn good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's light and you can have that with a salad or, you know, just it's just yeah. a really nice summer dish. It and really it so is. The thing that took the longest was caramelizing the onions ahead of time. Yeah. But even that is just so easy because you just throw them in the pan with some oil, right? And some right. garlic, whatever. Right. Exactly. But um, yeah, so folks, if you haven't tried it, go back to the previous episode where we include the tomato pie recipe. It's at the very end. If you don't listen to the whole podcast, it's the very end. (laughs) It's like super duper simple and super duper good. So it really is, you know, and it's, it's funny because, you know, I always love to get feedback on, on recipes and, and of course I, I think they're delicious because the stuff that I make and I tweak and, you know, I add and whatever. And of course, that's how everyone cooks. You tweak and make it your own and, yeah. and all that. But for the most part, it's got to be good. It's got to taste good. 
And uh, so it, it's funny. I we, I was sharing the story with with Angela before we started getting recorded, but I got a private message because I always get these private messages from people who either are looking for a certain recipe and they think that I have it, which. <laughs> Sometimes I've never even heard of it, you know, yeah. or it's a take on a recipe, but their mom or grandmother made it their own take on it. So yeah. there's, there is no recipe per se, you know what I mean? Yeah. But this gentleman sent me a message and it started off with, you know, I lived in Macau for many years, so I'm well aware of the Portuguese cooking and that's where I you know, originally was introduced to it and so forth and so on. And I think he lives in, because I don't have the, the email in front of me right now, but I think he lives in California. And he was saying, you know, it's, uh, he doesn't get it that often, but when he does buy the linguisa, he always makes it with onions and peppers. And that's his usual go-to dish with making, with using linguisa. And so he thought, you know, I'd love to you know, why can't I do linguisa with pasta? So let me Google linguisa pasta recipe um, and see what I can find. And he said that my recipe came first. Like that was the first one that came up with a picture and all of that fun stuff, which after he said, after I read that, I did Google it and it did come up. <laughs> was, he was right. He was right. So pretty well then. Yeah. So, um, so then, uh, needless to say, he, he goes on to say that he followed my directions and it looked, you know, it was very, you know, he's thinking he wasted a whole pound of linguisa cause it just, you know, it looks like, you know, just <laughs> pasta and linguisa. And he's telling us, you know, he's just saying he's very, he was very upset because he thought he, you know, he just Watched was it. not, he was not happy with it. And then he looked at his wife and I guess his wife and him decided, well, you know, we don't want it to go to waste. So let's at least try it. Let's try it. And so he tried it. And I think the next two paragraphs were just of him saying how amazing and wonderful and delicious. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it was like, I, you know, I'll never doubt you again. And I'm going to go out and buy your book. And it was just like, nice. oh, my God, it was really sweet. So at first, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, because you don't want anyone to try something in it and it's not be to their expectation sure. or at sure. least not have them taste good for someone, you know, right. and obviously I can't please everybody because not everybody has the same palate and not everybody has the same tastes and, mm -hmm. and stuff, but you try, you, you know, I, I try my best. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It doesn't look good. It still might taste really good. Right. right, right, and I mean it's pasta. It's pasta with 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 linguisa and and all the seasonings and all that stuff. And that was something my mom would would make like for a very fast dinner. Uh -huh. But she would always the the addition to that recipe was always um, she would add beans, a can of beans, because or or two because my dad loved beans. So if he could, if she could add beans, you know, into something, she would add it into, into that recipe. So that was the, and I think I even say that in the, um, um, what do you call it in my 
and my website because the recipe is on my website. Okay. And um, yeah, so it's it's kind of neat. It was just really neat. I'm thinking, oh my God. As I'm reading, I'm like, oh, oh my, oh, oh my. And then at the end, it's like, yay. <laughs> Very nice. Well, another another recipe of yours that I'm going to have to go try. So yeah, it's just it's so simple. It's a really very simple kind of thing where, again, like you say, it's just um, you know you you don't have you can actually make the pasta the night before if you want to, or the day before. I have it already made, and that that makes it even go faster. But it's just it's it's really simple. So, but it yeah. is it's on my website, folks. But besides our food escapades for the summer. I, um, I am going to miss going to my farmer's market. I have been digging my farmer's market this year. Um, and did they close just because like it's the end of the season or, well, you know, things are kind of like dying down now. So right now kale is still strong and now we're getting the butternut squashes and right. the, um, you know, the other smaller squashes. So I can tell, you know, everything is changing. Tomatoes are gone. And I Ooh. loved our tomatoes this year. Oh, my God. They were really, really good. So it, it, I, it's just everything is switching around. And I'm going to miss my beets. I've been eating so many roasted beets this year. I really? Just, I've been digging it. I have been digging it. And it's funny because my, uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but beets to me growing up, it tasted like dirt to me. It really <laughs> did. It tasted like dirt. And yeah, my, beets are not something that I order. Correct. I I and they're not, they're not bad. Like, you know, but it's certainly not something that I think of to make or order or anything like that. Correct. Yeah. And I'm right there with you until this year. And what's funny is, is I was talking to someone, I can't remember now who, and I think it was at the farm stand, as a matter of fact, because it's kind of funny. If you're at a farm stand, you're most likely the the people there are, are looking for the same thing. And that is you want really, you know, fresh ingredients and, and they're really open to letting you know what they're doing with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so you've got beets there and she was like, oh, they've got more, blah, 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 the kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, really? You know, and, you, and of course, I, I, as my husband would say, I, I talk to everyone. <laughs> I start a conversation with everyone. So it's like, oh, what are you going to make with them? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm going to roast them. And I'm like, you're going to roast them? And I said, oh, you know, the only person in my family who ever loved it was my dad. And I said, and it was, you know, out of a can. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, if it's done right, uh, roasted beets taste like um, corn. Roasted what? Corn. Yes. So, of course, I'm listening to her and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try. Because I always keep hearing how, you know, beets are so good for you and all of that stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to, what's going to happen? I'm going to buy a bag of beets and you know, like in a bunch with the the greens and all that stuff. And if it works out fine, if it doesn't, at least I'm trying it. Yeah. So I bring it home and my husband's like, what the heck did you bring home? And I'm like, we don't, besides all the S because he loves his, um, some, he likes turnips. So they have turnips and they have, um, what's the little red, uh, I, all of a sudden I can't think of what he, um, the other little thing that he likes on his, uh, salad and um, radish. Radishes, thank you. And so, so I've got all these things, but now I've got a bunch of beets. So I said, well, you know, I've got to roast them. So he's like, you're going to roast them? I'm like, yeah, the woman says it should taste like roasted corn. And he's like, I've got to see this. 
because like he's <laughs> another one like I'm not going to eat the beets and uh, so I'm like you know what do we have to lose so it's as simple as this folks so you get the beets you cut off the greens and of course I read on some stuff on how um you know if you're working with beets your hands will get stained with red yeah. And, you know, you should put gloves on when handling it. And so the first time around, I had my cooking gloves on to do it. But mm-hmm. now I do it without it. And my hands don't get stained. I, I don't know who it was who was getting their hands stained. But it comes right off. So and you have to peel the beets as well? So I wash them. I, I cut the both ends. I peel it using a um, potato peeler just okay. to take out the, the skin off of it. Mm-hmm. And then I cut them in half. And if they're the real big ones, I'll cut them in quarters. And if they're smaller, obviously I'll cut them in half. And if they're really tiny, I just leave them whole. And I toss them in a bowl of olive oil, salt, and pepper. That's it. So I toss them in and then I lay it out on a baking tray, a baking, um, yeah, baking tray. And I line it with foil. Mm-hmm. And then I just lay it, uh, the cut side down. The cut side and, down. Okay. Yeah. And then I, because it's all covered with, you know, and if you feel like one doesn't have more than the other, just make sure they're all covered nicely with the olive oil and the seasoning. And if you want to add more salt on top of it all before it goes in the oven, that's fine too. And um, 350 for about 45 minutes. And until like your fork kind of um, goes in and, it just, you know, lightly goes in. It isn't like soft, soft. Is it kind of like a potato consistency when you stick your fork in or no? Uh, no, a little bit harder than that, but that's okay. It just goes in. As long as it goes in, like, you know, you can puncture it, it's done. And 45 minutes is usually tops for me. More than that, it, it's, it's too much. And um, it is delicious. And it tastes like roasted corn. It does taste like roasted corn. Interesting. It tastes okay. like roasted corn. I'm going to have to try it. Yep. It is so good. So I've been roasting it and then I've been cutting them up so that on my salads, I add it on there. It's, um, you know, along with, you know, it's a side, uh, a vegetable, a side vegetable, whatever. It's just, I, I have been digging it like you would not believe i said to my husband i'm like what am i gonna do where am i gonna find beets he loves it too so we're both eating yeah. it going oh my god because you know for him it was his his mom and dad would eat that and again for him it grossed him out and he wouldn't eat it and all that stuff and and at the same in the same with me for me it was just my dad my dad was the only one and my mom wouldn't even like cook it for him they would be in a can it would be in a can you know he'd be eating it out of a can that's how much he loved it and now I'm like I'm so sorry dad (laughs) you had to eat it out of a can you know it's it's, all this time you could have been having really delicious roasted roasted beets yes yeah yeah (laughs) really really good really really good and um so yeah so now it's fall is coming for us I don't know about you in the the West Coast, but here it's getting chillier at night and all of that. So it's it's fall stuff that's coming up now. Yeah, Um, a little bit. The weather, you know, it's been so wacky the last couple of years. So we had the last few days was cool, but now it's getting hot again. And but the other thing I wanted to mention is so I went to Adega 
for oh, which is the newest uh, Portuguese restaurant here in San Jose. Yeah, and, um, and discovered that they have a bit of a secret menu, which is kind of fun. So Ooh. yeah, because the friend that I was with, he was like, "Yeah, let's go to Adega because I really want a Francesinha." Okay, cool. So we get there and there's no Francesinha on the menu, right? So he asked the waiter, what, what happened to the Francesinha? And he goes, well, we still make it. We just don't put it on the menu. And so it's like, oh, so you kind of have to know that it's available. And I guess only people who really know about Francesinha would even ask for it, right? Right, right. And so, yeah, and it was actually really delicious. And you can get it like spicy or not spicy. So, so for oh. those of you in San Jose or whoever goes to Adega, know that there is a secret menu. I don't know what else is on the secret menu. Oh, but, I want to know what that secret menu is. Yeah, so like if there's something that's not on the menu, you just ask and they might make it. So, <laughs> so that was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> I, had, I, I had cotton pork alinchana, which was really delicious. So that is your favorite. I know that. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, but other than that, it's just been really busy, you know. Oh, and you've got some great things going on in your life, don't you? Yeah. Those out there that don't know that, and we've talked about this before, and that is, you know, we, the two of us are just involved in so many different things um, besides our nine to five job and being mother and being a wife and all of this and doing podcasts with each other. (laughs) You've just launched a product, haven't you? I did. It's oh my god! It's congratulations. Thank so you. Proud of you. So proud of you. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because like you work for so long on it, right? And then you launch the website, and then people actually start to buy it, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my god! I guess that means I'm legit now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've only sold sixteen, so it's a it's a bench pad for those of you who yeah. haven't seen it yet on on Facebook or. Twitter or anything like that. It's called Bench Essential. If you go to benchessential.com, it's basically like if you go to sporting events and there's bleachers or you go to the park and there's benches, it's a seat cushion that will fold out and seats four people. And then you fold it up and you has a handle and you carry it away. So it's like really compact and easy to use. So you can also use it like if you go to parades and you're sitting on the sidewalk or there's multiple people and you don't want to carry like eight different individual seat cushions, you can just carry two of these and it's really convenient. But yeah, I mean, I worked on this thing for like four years, Maria, and wow. it, took me, it just, it took me so long. And then I met up with the right person uh, and I want to give her a shout out, Goretti Medeiros, who runs Rooster Camisa. I don't know if you've been to that website, but I have, um, I have. yeah, I mean, just like the right person with the right type of connections and expertise to actually get you a quote from a manufacturer and do your drawings for the pattern and all, all that stuff. So it's been really great working with her. And it's nice to collaborate with somebody else in the community, like you and I are collaborating here, yeah. you know, because there's always like people outside the community with that kind of expertise that you could go to. I, I didn't know any personally, but I was really happy to find um, somebody else, you know, just sharing the love within the Portuguese community. But, you know, it's crazy. Like, so now I got to buy a shed for my backyard so that I can store these things when they arrive at my house. Right. Yeah. And then, there's just so much to learn. And, and I would love to get your thoughts. Maybe this is going to turn into like a business advice podcast. <laughs> but like, like with shipping and stuff, I mean, trying to figure out like the most cost effective way to ship these things. 
Yeah. Um, but it's not super expensive for the customer because no one likes to pay a lot for shipping. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're doing, what you're saying. And, um, you know, I found the post postal service to be the cheapest compared to like yep. UPS and FedEx, right? So, you know, go to the post office and you get the box and which which box do they fit in? Is it a flat rate or is it, the pr- you know, all this stuff. And then there's all the business licensing that you have to get. And that was an experience in itself. All the different types of permits and business licenses and um, for the state, for federal, for the city that you live in and all this yeah. kind of stuff. That's yep. been all the above. Holy cow. And it was funny. So another friend of mine, she's looking at starting a business as well. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm just giving you a heads up. You have to, you should start doing all this stuff and registering your stuff. And she's like, I just want to open an Etsy shop. And I said, well, I don't know about the rules with Etsy. You should look into it because the last thing you want to do is start selling this stuff. And then you get slammed with like this big tax bill or a That's fee. Right. Or like and a it doesn't, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Because Etsy, um, that's a business. So mm-hmm. it's just because it's online and it's under Etsy or whether you sell it on eBay or whether you sell it on Amazon or however you sell it uh, yeah. besides a brick and mortar store, you still have to go through all of that. You still have to um, pay your taxes and, and, yeah. and all that, you, uh, that you've made. You've got to include that in your, in your income. Um, and there is no way around it. And I, I you know, yeah. if, if people tell you there is, do not listen to that yeah. because you're the one who's going to get penalized for that. And you don't want to do that. You, definitely you know, the don't. biggest thing I learned is that if you register a business, whether you do anything with it or not, you still have to pay. Yes, you do. The annual business fee. Yes. Right? Like 800 bucks. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, in I, Massachusetts, it's five. It's five hundred. And yeah, uh, it was so I registered my company's name back in 2012, and I didn't do anything with it until this year. And my accountant was like, "Yeah, you're going to have to pay for the last four years." That like, is correct. Oh and if let's say you needed to cancel it and say, "You know what? I don't want to do it anymore. Let's mm-hmm. stop with this." Mm-hmm. You're still going to have to pay that back. This is the back uh, end of it, too. They're not going to let you get uh, away with going, uh, I really yeah. didn't sell anything all these years, and I'm not going to just, I'm going to walk away from it. Well, you can't. You no. still have to pay that back. Um, you still have to file taxes, even if uh-huh. you didn't sell anything or have any income. You yeah. just have to like, go through the motions of filling out the paperwork to say, Absolutely. I didn't get any income, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, yeah. and we've discussed this before. Both you and I did not go to business school. No, we, we didn't. I mean, you know, you know what my business school is shark tank. <laughs> and you know, there's other, like some podcasts I listen to. One is called, um, this week in startups, which is an awesome one. So anybody out there that is into like tech and startups with yeah. Jason, Lopinus, that is by far my favorite one, but yeah, that's my business school. Yeah. I, I mean, and so, and of course we, we, always have it in the back of our heads. And I know we did with back of our minds Oh, one day I'd love to do this. And I know there's plenty of you out there that are listening to both now Angela and I speaking and going, yeah, I'd love to do that one day too. And you know, when I have a chance, I can do it. And you know what? You're going to do it. If you have it in your mind to do it, you just do it. Damn it. Just do it. Life is too short and you don't want to coulda, woulda, shoulda, just do it. And even if it's in the evening and you do it little at a time, but 
do it right. You know, get a, a bookkeeper, get an accountant, get a, you know, whoever you can, you know, you say, oh, I don't want to pay for a CPA. Okay. There's some great bookkeepers out there that could probably help you in getting things started. Do you need an attorney to write up a contract? Well, you know, it'd be nice to know who to go to when you get to that point where you need to do that. Um, you know, start doing your your homework and get things going and seeing in how much this is going to, you know, come out of your your wallet that you need to do. And it and it always comes down to money. Always comes down to money. You know, everyone always says, oh, you know, money, you know, whatever. Money doesn't buy this, doesn't buy that. Well, you know what? But it really helps. (laughs) It really helps. And and if you don't have it, you know, it's going to take you a little bit longer. And that's why, you know, it's it took me as many years as it did to do what I needed to do. And the same way it's taken you all these years of what you wanted to do, you know, we're not independently wealthy and, and say, Oh, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, X amount and I'm going to do this and this and this. Yeah. Life is great. God bless if you can. Yeah, seriously. Or you have a family member or a friend who's willing to, to bankroll you, but some, then sometimes you just have to do one thing at a time. Right. So like right. you can't pay all the fees all at once. Okay, so first get this license and then next month go after the, the next permit that you have to get and the next thing, right? So you don't yeah. have to do it all at once, you know, take your time, right? Because you're building this in your free time anyway. Right. Um, I will give, I will say, you know, I don't mean to be a commercial, but LegalZoom has helped me a lot because basically I just, I email them and I say, I need all the permits and licenses that I need for this business. <laughs> yeah. And then they send me all the forms and they say, sign here, 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 mail it here, 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 and send a check and boom, and I'm done. And yes, you have to pay them a fee, but it's significantly less than if you were to hire a lawyer directly, right? right? So those kinds of services are really helpful. But like you said, you just have to do it. And I will say you have to have stamina and persistence yeah. because Cause I'm sure you have these days, Maria, where, I mean, I have these days where I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can like keep doing this or, right. you know, oh, I'm so I, tired I, and <clears throat> yeah. is this ever going to turn into anything. And, but yeah. you know, you just got to keep going. Even right. if you just got to keep going, you can have bad days, but you have, you have to keep going. Yeah. And, and I think, um, what you just said, I think if you, someone out there is thinking, okay, I'm just going to do it and everything is going to, and it's going to be, you know, and, and for those very few stories that you hear of how easy it was for some, somebody, I think that is not the norm. The norm is, you know, you struggle and you struggle through and you can't give up. And, and you're absolutely right. I do have those days of going, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> Why did I do this? You know, I could have just been the little housewife that literally I'm only five foot two. So I am the little housewife, the little housewife that just, you know, was married with kids and just went to work yeah. and had my family. And, you know, that was it. Yeah. And I could have been, I could have just been doing that. Uh, I had a happy life. I was, it was there was, was nothing wrong with that, you life. know, but you know what, but I always wanted this. I always wanted to do this and it just wasn't right at the time when my children were young, 
yeah. or, you know, at the time where, you know, my husband and I are working towards something else in our life. And, you know, it just, it, all of a sudden, then it's, it's the right time. The right time just happens or the, or the, the opportunity is there and you go, you know what, I got to do it now. Yeah. And, and, and it's walking out of that comfort zone because totally. I would have been comfortable being just staying where I was. Um, but I've would always been upset at myself for not trying. Yeah. You know? And, and never think that you're too old either. Right. I mean, no, for, for a while, I actually, I was thinking, and I was just every day, I'm like, God, why, I wish I had 10 years back. I wish I had, you know, 15 years back and knew what I knew, knew then what I know now. And it would be so different. And, but you know what? It doesn't matter whenever no. you have the idea or whenever you have the opportunity. Okay. Like you said, now your kids are grown and they're out of the house and now you have the time to do it. So yes, now is the time. And, and, you know, it might even be like, so for me, I didn't always want to have my own business. Cause I didn't even really think of that as an option. I just was always like, Oh, I'm going to have a good job. I'm going to work for a company and I'm going to, you know, get a good 401k and that sort of thing. And then, you know, life happens. And I was you know, at a conference that I wasn't supposed to be at. So I, I don't want to be depressing, but I, we, we were pregnant and I lost the twins at, at five months into it. And so I was very mm-hmm. angry and wasn't supposed to be at this conference. And so I'm sitting there at this conference, literally like stewing, like I'm not supposed to be here. And this is stupid. Yeah. Why am I here? And you know, just like, really angry. And then this idea popped into my head for an app or this thing that I wanted to do. And it just kind of made me go, huh, that's interesting. So then I started researching online and trying to find something similar that existed and nothing existed. Hmm. Maybe I should start building something. We started making some drawings and mocking it up. And so that's kind of how it all started. I had never thought about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, your brain thinks of something and then it just starts to snowball. And again, that's still something I'm working on. So that, you know, is, has taken a few years to develop. So yeah. um, I would say, you know, don't ever discount, your age or station in life or the fact that you aren't a, you know, 21 year old billionaire CEO yet. That's right. Those are few and far between. And, you know, not all of them really are billionaires. Maybe on paper they are, but it doesn't always turn out that way. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And you know what? I just, uh, I think it comes down to also being, um, being happy with what you're doing. Yes. Oh God. Yes. And that's so important. And I think, you know, and again, both you and I have our nine to five jobs. It's not like both you and I have could, can leave our nine to five jobs yet because mm-hmm. we still have our bills to pay and all of these right. other things. And even though we're working all this and we're doing all that, you know, it's still, it's still not, you know, enough to say to my husband, okay, I think it's time, <laughs> you know, for me to yeah. do this, but I know it's going to reach that moment. And when it does in the same way that you're going to be reaching that moment, um, when that moment comes, it's going to be scary. Yeah. It's be scary. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to question whether we're going to do the right thing or not. Uh, because that's what our mind always does to us. We question everything and, um, and going, oh my God, how, you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to, or we're not going to, you know, but you're going to reach that and we're 
going to take that step. And, and I, I think what's, what's going to make it real is when you pay a bill with the money that you earned from the book or whatever, that it's not yeah. from your nine to five job. Yeah. Like, Oh, so there's enough revenue here now that I'm like paying my bills with it. I'm buying groceries with it. Yeah. Like, everyday stuff. I think, I think for me, that's when I would be like, Oh my God. Like that would be the <laughs> coolest thing, right? But yeah, I mean, talk about Siri because especially that, that initial transition when you first leave the nine to five and are going to start solely relying on the new business, right? Yes. There's, there's that, okay, I made the leap. Now am I going to land? Right. But yeah, no, it's, but it'll be so awesome when you do though. Right. I mean, like, yeah. can, I just can't even imagine the, yeah. the sense of satisfaction that that's going to, oh my gosh, I can't. I can't even. And and, it, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, yeah. I can say it here now. It's going to happen. And and what's wonderful is that we are sharing all of these thoughts with with all of you that are listening. And I know you're listening. And yeah. and what's even great is that, you know, our community in this podcast is constantly growing. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And that came from a conversation between you and I going, there's just needs, there's, there's something missing here. Let's just do it, you know? And we did it. Um, And, and there is, and we're looking today, like over 6,200 times our, you know, our our stories have been told out there. That's me and you, people are listening. Yeah. you know, so I know for those of you that are listening, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, I want that too. You know what? Make it happen. It's yeah. going to happen. Uh, have faith in yourself. Believe in yourself. And um, yeah, and just do it. Just do it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And the, um, you know, the cool thing too about having done this podcast and all the people that we've interviewed so far is you look at where they came from and none of them, you know, had Donald Trump for a father, right? Nope. It's, not, it's not like they grew up wealthy and had things handed to them. Every single one of them, you know, their parents were worker, you know, working. Yeah. Well, I think most of the, the ones we've talked to, their parents actually immigrated from Portugal. Correct. Had one or two that were first or second generation, but, um, right you know, parents were hardworking, they themselves had just regular jobs, and then saw an opportunity, they had a passion, and just went for it. You know, like, and the one thing that we can't forget, because everyone seems to think that it's luck. Oh, yeah, no, you know, it's luck, you know, it's luck, that person got that because it's luck. You know, know, I will say that maybe they were lucky with the opportunity that was presented to them, but they worked hard and took advantage of it. It's not that's like that's it right no, there. Yeah. That's there. It's hard work. It, is. it isn't luck because luck will not, it luck will take you so far. Yeah. But it will not take you all the way and yeah. it has to be hard work. And, and I'm going to repeat what we've been saying to many times over and over and over again. Our forefathers came over. It took guts. They were not, they could have been scared, but they did it. Mm -hmm. And we've got that same DNA. 
we've got that same DNA. We cannot forget that. This is where we come from. We are strong, proud people, and we work hard. We're not ashamed of it. We, I think we thrive on it. And um, yeah, we've, we've got a lot to do. <laughs> to do we really do we really do and it's and it's all good and it's all good and i know besides the the app that you have come up with i know you're still looking for investors mm-hmm. and so for those that are listening out there to get into a ground floor of investing in um in angela and her app that we would hope that, um, you know, hey, it's, a, it's an app. It could make millions. <laughs> Let's look at it that way and get in there and be an investor for her. That would be an amazing thing. And then we have her product she just launched now for, for the bench. So yeah. all those moms out there, all those soccer moms, you know who you are and those soccer dads and grandparents that want to go out and see all the games and stuff. And you're sitting your tushy on that, those bleachers. And I know because I've had uh, daughters that I had to go through uh, soccer training and games and all that stuff. I know how exactly how that is. Um, this is a really wonderful. It's, it's a great idea. It's a great Thank idea, you. Angela. It's Thank a great you. idea. And, and last but not least... She has written a book. Yeah, a little book. A little, a little, book. A little, a little book. And in I, I love the whole. I love the concept. I love the concept. And that is, what is it? An English to Portuguese um, bedtime story. Correct. Yeah, I mean it's it's some um, for any time, but it's essentially for people like me who aren't super fluent in Portuguese. Or actually, it's for anybody, but the, it's Portuguese and English where the words. Uh, it's in both languages right there together so that you can make the association of, oh, so that's how you say my in Portuguese or, or mom in Portuguese, or that's how you say fingers in Portuguese, you know, it's like you yeah. can make the association. So it's, it's for little kids. So ages well, zero to three. So all I know is I have three daughters that, you know, one day I'm going to have grandchildren. So they'll mm-hmm. all have that book. I mean, I, that is because there is no other one out there like that. I, I haven't seen that. Well, there's a few, but um, they're 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 slightly different. There's one by the same publishing company that did mine um, called Maria and the Lost Calf, but it's for an older kid because mm-hmm. the, the story is much more involved. Um, right. Yeah, no, so. I am talking about ch- uh, like uh, an, like small children. Oh, I have yeah. not seen that before. No, there is. Yeah, there is a a, a gap for a right. little. Yeah. And the key thing is for a second language and to learn is the earlier the better. Yep, for because sure. by age of six, by age of six, you, you that should be um, uh, that's when you really from birth to six is like the best time to teach a child a second language. Yep. And for me, so like we, we actually bought Aurelia some books in Portuguese from Portugal, but I can't read them to her because I'm not super fluent. Whereas if like even if it's like you know, uh, the simple books that just put the words with the item, with the object, but I don't know what they are. So if it was in English and Portuguese, then I could do it with her. Right. And then I'd be learning mm. as well. So that's where, that's kind of where the idea came from. But yeah. Oh, wonderful. Thank oh, wonderful. you. Yeah. And, and... Go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, so that's all that's been going on with you. I'm thinking, what the heck has been going on with me? Well, Um, you're working on your second book and then you're working on the much needed TV show that our community needs, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's first, Maria. Come on. We got to do the plug here. (laughs) Well, what's funny in all that is, and I'm going to share this with all of you. I'm going to share this with the community here. And that is I... um, a couple of things have happened over the summer, which has been very good. And one of the things is now PBS, I've been working with PBS station out of Rhode Island and they are just really the sweetest people. And I've gone through uh, a different um, station managers or people who have left and, and a new one. And the new station manager, Dave is just a sweetheart. And he picked up where the last manager had it. And he's yeah. like, you know, I, I don't understand why this hasn't, you know, you haven't found funding for this yet. This is a no brainer. And I'm like, well, from your lips to God's ears, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking the same thing, you know, this is a no brainer. And he's like, you know, if you uh, film a few how to's, he's like, do like, you know, a few of them. um, And if you film them and, you know, record them, get them to me, you know, whatever, uh, we will start um using it um in between like programming or when we have like some airtime where um you know we can we can put that in as something of you know coming soon or you know kind of like announcing it but not really Mm -hmm. um because they have to be very careful in what they do as a station and they've got their rules and regulations of what they can do and all of that so uh so this summer i recorded four how to's and it's four um different recipes and they're just a very quick um like four minute um segment okay and so i did that and handed it over i'm sorry hun recorded them already i recorded them already nice Uh, They've been edited, they are done, and they have been handed over to PBS. And so, yeah, (laughs) so PBS has come back and said, we got them, we love them, we want every, like everything I've made, they want me to make for them. (laughs) And in the meantime, you know, they're hoping that uh, by the end of September, beginning of October, um, it'll be airing already on PBS. So as just, you know, like little, little tidbits out there of, you know, this is what uh, Maria's Portuguese table looks like, you know, kind of show. So, um, and then last month, and I did not share this with, um, on my green bean page, I did not share this, um, because this was a very last minute invitation that I got and I was able to meet with the Azorian president and his cabinet when they came visiting here in um, the United States. So I was invited um, and I went and I'm thinking to myself, what the, now see, this is how it goes, folks. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing? 
Why am I, you know, I just got invited. I'm just a green bean. I am just, you know, I am. Like, who am I, right? Yeah. Who the freak am I to, (laughs) you know, I'm like, honest to God, this is how I'm I'm like, I'm telling my husband, I'm like, who the heck do I think I am? I'm going to go meet the president of the Azores. And I get it. You know, this is, um, you know, I, I am here in the United States. I am American, but I am very proud of who I am. And, and so to me, the president of the Azores is, is big. I, I, this is, this is something, you know, so of course I, I'm there and I get the formal introduction. And before I do, I get to meet his cabinet. So I met uh, some of of his cabinet. And what's funny is, is I was being introduced to them, but they knew who I was. And and a couple of them are like, I follow you on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's, so cute. that's awesome. So, so I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And you know, and I think anytime anyone says I follow you on Facebook or I, I you know, whatever, I always thank them from my heart because it, it just, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And it's very humbling. Yeah. It's like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I really do. So then I finally, you know, get to meet. Vasco Cadero and uh, presidents. Mm-hmm. And so I get the intro and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I'm going to speak in Portuguese because, you know, I'm going to screw up my Portuguese. I just know it. I'm going to say all the wrong things, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. And I think my hands were like clammy and sweaty. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm just so nervous and I'm not really a very nervous person to begin with I you know it's like put me in the room and I'm like okay I'll you know I'll talk to everybody but I was kind of like oh my god I was a little little in awe well first of all he is I swear to god he's like six foot four he (laughs) is a very tall man so I'm looking up and I think the back of my head is like my neck is like hurting me now because now I'm talking to him as I'm facing up and so I start with my Portuguese and of course I can speak Portuguese I you know I I think I do a good job but sometimes I can go for months without speaking Portuguese so it's not like if I'm in the Azores or if I'm around a whole bunch of Portuguese people all the time and I'm speaking Portuguese hey I have no problem, but to yeah. start all over and to start, like, I'm thinking two languages here, folks. Yeah. So I'm like, and I sound, I don't want to sound like an idiot, you know? So he just switches off and he starts speaking to me in English, in perfect, beautiful English. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. I said, you speak wonderful in English. He's like, oh no, I try. I try. I said, no, I said, you're doing a beautiful job. I said, but I'm going to do it in Portuguese now. So now we're talking Portuguese, English, English, Portuguese. We're going back and forth. So he, we, he, he, I get the formal intro and then he goes, oh no, 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 no. He goes, I, you, you don't need to introduce me to her. I know who she is. He's like, I have her. I have her cookbook. Oh, oh my God. And, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Yes. He goes, and you have my letter. He goes that I sent you, don't you? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Cause he did. He sent me a letter, you know, saying that he had my book, that he, you know, he was so, he, he was proud of me. That's and, so cool. When did you get that letter? Last year. 
And you didn't like take a picture of it and post it on your Facebook page. I did. I did do that. I did do that. I missed it. And um, but it was like a type of thing where at that moment I had I had forgotten. You know, it was like a a whole like little. And I'm like, oh my god, yes. You know, yes, I have that letter. Thank you so much. That meant a lot to me. And it did. It meant a lot to me. And uh, but it was that whole experience was uh, a little surreal. Uh, because yeah. when I was in that room, you know, and about to to go and talk to him, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. Well, you know, <laughs> boy, <laughs> I know, I just I'm like, I, I couldn't I, I had to absolutely hold my emotions. But I, and now I'm, I'm talking about it. It's all like coming back to me, but I'm thinking, oh my God, my parents would have been tickled on this. My, my parents would have been like to the moon and back. And, and especially also my grandparents, my, my grandfather was always like so involved in the government and the political things and how things were in Portugal and, and, you know, this and that. I mean, he was always reading, always listening to the radio, always listening to the news from there, you know, and it's the same thing with my parents, you know, they were always so, even though they were here, they were, they knew all of that, what was going on there. And, they would have been just yeah. to the moon and back, you know? And the first thing in my thought process was like, when this happened was like, oh my God, like I wanted to like talk to them or tell them, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, and, like, guess who I just met? Yeah, I know. Exactly. And so it was, um, yeah, 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 yep. Well, so. You know, we are Portuguese, which means we are, Catholic, most like, likely, which means we believe in heaven. And you know that they were up there celebrating oh. you and, you know, yep. cleaning their glasses of, of <laughs> things. That's a girl. They, they were watching down on you yep. for sure. Yep. 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 But, but yeah, that was definitely a, a moment. I, um, and again, you know, it, it's wonderful. It, it was wonderful to be asked, number one to yeah. even be there that was in itself amazing um two to have them even know who the hell i am and it's like yeah. you know <laughs> more uh, than that he has book. yeah he has my book and and which is just you know yeah yeah it, well, it's, and I, I would venture to say that it's moments like that that make all of the long hours and all of the hard work and late nights and everything, it sort of makes it all worth it. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you're still working hard to get the funding for the, for the series and you're still putting together the second book. And so there's still a lot of work to do, but sometimes things like this happen and it gives you the boost you need to really keep going. You know what I mean? Right. So, Right. And because with all of them, it was like, oh, my God, you know, in in promoting the Portuguese food, our culinary, our, you know, all of that stuff to the world is, you know, to the United States and to, you know, to make it available to everyone to showcase that. He's like, it's time. And I said, yes, I agree. It's time. So, you know, and the whole thing is, is the right people will hear about it and the right 
person or people um yeah will say i and, want and to be part good, of it well and that's a good point right so you you don't need just one person you could have like three or four people that come right. together or even more than that but yep. you need the support to come from the community so so call out to all of our listeners if you know somebody who would be interested in investing in this series and you know they get recognition as, as being the underwriter for the series it's not like it's a silent right. partner here they're going to yeah. get some advertising and and PBS has an audience of how many million it's uh, 930 yeah. million something it's like that huge audience so i mean think about like sausage companies or potato companies or i'm i'm being very strategic in my comments here, um, <laughs> <laughs> oil companies or grocery stores or, you know, anything that's food related that would be, uh, perfect to advertise on a show about Portuguese food. Yeah. Um, if folks know of anybody, please either let them know that this opportunity is out there and get in touch with Maria and because we need it. I mean, I was doing some research. There's, a cooking show for literally almost every other ethnicity that you can think of, whether it's on PBS, the food network, the other, uh, food network. That's not called the food network. I can't remember. Cooking, cooking or something. Cooking like channel, that. cooking yeah. TV. Cooking I think. Well. Yeah. Um, I mean, and so we need a Portuguese one. I mean, come yeah. on now. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I know, just like you said earlier, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, it will. A little while, but it's going to happen. Yeah. It has yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah, and it will. I, I have no doubt. But then again, just like I said before, it's it's the who is um, who's going to step up and want to be part of it yeah. and be a sponsor and say, you know what? I believe in this. I, yeah. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And... Um, you know, and really, and, and do that. Um, yeah. And it's tax deductible. Their donation is tax deductible, which is, yeah. you know, and a whole other like, thing too. The other thing too, is that it's not like a million dollars. So it's, if people are thinking, oh, no, I because do I've got all these people who want to record and editing and filming and all that stuff who are doing it for hardly anything uh, mm -hmm. because they're also Portuguese and they want to see it happening. So, um, you know, it's it's beyond i think a, a normal uh tv series um mm -hmm. usually it's um more than double of what we're looking for in sponsorship which is crazy but it, it will happen it will happen so well, but yeah i didn't mean to cry folks i didn't mean to cry no. but we were talking and it just came over me i'm sorry guys don't apologize that's why you know that's what makes this human and that's what we're here for and and for the record, you aren't the first one to cry on this podcast. So, no, that was you. <laughs> so we have, so now, now we need a guest to cry. <laughs> you know, you know who's going to be crying? It's going to be Scott, our sound engineer, because now it's going on. Like it's an hour and a half, people. Let's wrap it up. An hour and a half. This poor man has been listening to us talk. Well, the poor guy. We love up. you, Scott. We really do. <laughs> Well, with that, um, it's been awesome, Maria. It's good to chat. Yeah, again. honey. Always a, always a pleasure. Always great talking to you. And it's always great sharing um, what's in our minds. And, and I hope that 
people that are out there listening um, enjoy this as well. And let us know. Let us know what you what you like. I know uh, there's been a, a couple of, you know, you can always reach us by going on our website as well as going on our Facebook and messaging us there. And we've had a couple of people suggest a couple of things uh, for us to talk about. We'll look at that. And we we love your suggestions and um, yeah. So, and, but we're, um, we've got a whole lineup of more people we're going to be interviewing too, which uh, I can say this now, but everyone that we've asked so far, everyone has said yes. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. It really is a wonderful thing. And it's been a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun and I hope everyone can, can see that and can hear it in our voices, how happy we are to, to be here talking to you. So. Yeah, for sure. Ditto what Maria said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Angela. It's a próxima, querida. Até a próxima. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.